Numbers lie. The podcast. Yeah, that's right. You heard the drop, mm-hmm. so that's what mm-hmm. that's what it means. It means another episode of the hottest podcast in the land. We here. Numbers your fav- lie. Your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Podcasters. In the building, numbers like King Tweet in the building. Who else we got in the building tonight? Hey, you got your boy Ill Will Feel back. Okay. Oh, oh snap. Oh, oh, International Philly in the yeah. building, man. Carmen Where Filiego. in the world is Carmen Filiego? <laughs> Carmen Filiego. Philippines Phil. <laughs> Carmen Filiego. <laughs> yeah. Nah, what's good, y'all? It's Minifee in the building. How y'all doing? You good? Yeah, man, I'm a little nasally though, man. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, around, man, you're so self-conscious. Juwan here. Like just Juwan. I feel like my mic too close. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. If I was just yelling your ear, my phone. Child. I know, right? We can try to get this sound right. We good though. All right, bet. Cool. So, I apologize hey, if I sound nasally. Rookie of the year, man. I'm, I'm in the building. Crush over there too. You know what I'm saying? Gang, R-O-Y. gang. Oh, why? Gang here. Luka Doncic. So yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. You just said he's your fantasy team. Rookie, hey, <laughs> hey, look, let's let's we'll get to that too. It, we'll, Wendell Carter Jr. is ranked number twenty nine in fantasy basketball, fellas. Yeah. What yeah. are you saying? So it's the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with Wendell Carter Jr.'s fantasy value. So look, hey, so this on this episode of Numbers Lie, uh, we got fan love, y'all. Fan love, fan love. Uh, so listeners' choice, listeners' choice. We did something a little different this week. Uh, we wanted to say. You know, first of all, we appreciate all the fans, all the listeners we got, man. And uh, we, we we went to the streets and we we polled some people and we 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 found some questions that some people wanted to ask, wanted to ask us. And we're gonna go ahead and answer your questions live right here on 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 set, on on the numbers live set, and uh, see what's going on. So we got a few questions. So we get to them. Uh, first question is uh, from a man Chaz in the Group Me group. Um, shout out EFPN Group Me. Um, so Chaz wanted to know who should be looking to adjust their roster more, the Portland Trailblazers or the Washington Wizards? Man. I think this is a good question. Um, you know, I mean, Portland starting off pretty good. Uh, let me see what they record That's is. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, the, the, the Wizards are pretty terrible. I'm not sure what's wrong with them. But, I mean, um, John Wall did say, and I quote, the only wizard that can help this team right now is Harry Potter. <laughs> he said that for real. He did. That's your leader. Dang. Your leader your coming leader. out. That's your leader. So I just well, feel like with this one, Portland. And the Wizards feel, two and eight. So. Yeah, I get that. And Portland's winning. Portland's but six and three. I think they're eight just three. a player away from being legit, though. Portland's tapped out. If they're going to be serious, they need to add another yeah. superstar. If not, you got to trade CJ or Dane yeah, by the end of the season. I feel like Portland's one player, not even, I wouldn't even say superstar, but a third option away from being like. Top three consistently. They need. I feel like Washington just needs to blow it up at this point. Blow I it think up. Blow it east, up. It's and the competition, so they can be around. Say. That's what, I, and that, that's where I was gonna go with the argument is that I feel like the Wizards, they, you know, they're in the East. Right. I, they should. They should just look for another piece, man. And like, you got also um, Otto Porter hasn't been playing. Give them a break. Give him a break. What Dwight Howard just finally came back. Right. Let him get back into shape. It's their two and eight. This is not even a quarter of the season. So, I get that. Um, but y'all saying the East, like, there's not young teams that are getting better. While but who knows? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Juwan. Hold on, Juwan, because I got to point something out. Juwan always fronting on the East, and now you saying the East is like, you acting like the East is like good, but usually you be like, man, the East is trash. Yeah, Ooh. last year I said that. It's a whole new year. Chill out. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> like they just added, they added 
a top ten player to the East. Their Celtics are healthy this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone, the Bucks have a coach. I mean, I said that. I've never you, heard you talk positively about the East, with, though. Was Kawhi in the East last year? No, he wasn't. Were the Celtics healthy last year? Technically was not. Was the Bucks head coach last year? He was the Hawks head coach, still in the East. No, was, <laughs> was he the Bucks head coach? No. Okay, so that's why I changed my tune. Things, change things your tune. Things change in the East, so I can change what I talk about the East. You be changing it up sometimes, bro. Would well, you want I me to talk about the East the same last year? LeBron not walking through the door? What are you talking about? All right, just check it. I think, I think Portland should just root in. They got swept last year, man. The first round. Like, the third got, seed, right? They got third last, seed. Yeah. Swept. Right, they got By playoff last round, year, third seed. I feel Playoff like Rondo. The West got the West got better with LeBron coming to the West. Um, I just feel like they're one of those teams that's in this gray area that won't be able to really contend for a championship. I think it'll be best for them to just rebuild. I, at this point, I'll trade Dame before I trade McCullum. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. McCull- I mean, that's just messed up, but I think McCullum it would be easier to build around at this point. Um. And Dame, I feel like he just needs to be in a situation where he he looks like he needs to be in a win now situation. Mm-hmm. Well, where is that at? Where could you win now? Huh? Where could you win now in the NBA? Lakers. Oh, of course. So if Dame goes to the Lakers, you think that they're in a win now mode? Because now you take you got to take Rondo off the court, right? Well, yeah. Hold on, see y'all y'all about to go in, go into the Lakers now. We ain't talk. Hold on, hold on. No, man. I mean I'm just saying, just to elaborate on this. Yeah, I just got to relate. You don't like to talk about the Lakers, I, I, I knew where it was going, man. I I knew where this was going. Um, but I mean, you know, I I, I actually do want to talk about the Lakers eventually, but because I I think that Rondo uh, is solid with the Lakers, but Lonzo is is I I have faith in Lonzo, man, because Lonzo I I think he can get that jump shot going. And if he gets that jump shot going, he already has the the the, the basketball IQ. He has the the passing skills, and he has defense. He plays defense I would, as well. I would trade I would trade him in a heartbeat for some shooting. You know, um, trade Lonzo for who? Brand like like the rumor mill has right now with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball for uh, Bradley Beal. I would take that in a heartbeat. You know, you need somebody that comes in and give you consistent shooting. And that's what Bradley Beal would do. And Bradley Beal to the Lakers. Yes, mm. I will take that. So wh- why ain't they playing in Car- Carwell Pope? That's one quick question I had too. Like why, why not Carwell Pope? Like well, Carwell Pope. He's not efficient. Yeah. He can't shoot. He he, he, he not, started. I would trade him too. Terribly at the moment. Yeah, he's and not good this year. Mm. It's okay. really throwing off the. And truthfully, he's being vastly outplayed by by Josh Hart. I mean, yeah, but still, like, you can't give him no minutes, but okay. Josh Hart yeah, I, I know he's getting player. outplayed, but why ain't he playing? Because he on the Lakers. It ain't like he on a championship team. I Sorry, Benno. But where, where's the minutes coming from? Okay. Like, um, where, whose minutes should he cut into, do you, in your opinion? He should try him. If you know, I guess I, I guess if they like, want to win. Well, here's the thing about If they want to win. He started the season as, as a starter. Okay. You and, know what I'm saying? So, he was tried, mm-hmm. and – he began losing minutes early. You mm-hmm. know, his, his I don't know if he just wasn't meshing well with the starters. Not to mention the Brian didn't like shooting. him. Not to mention his cold shooting. Though. Okay. You know, and <laughs> maybe maybe they, maybe they need to trade him though. All right. Uh, I think he's still a solid player though. Uh, yeah, so likewise. 
next question next question so we got my, my boy james from the from the chat as well uh, he wanted to he wanted to ask us what player for next year's draft will have the biggest impact as a rookie i think this bleeds into our college corner segment i will say rj barrett i think he's the most <coughs> nba ready player out there you know you can shoot the three easily get to the cup with either hand you know he has moves on top of moves i think that he's going to have the easiest transition mm-hmm. and him being able to play three positions you can just plug and play him on any team yeah um i'm gonna go rj barrett as well um and phil already touched on everything he can do off i mean on the court um but i think he has a maturity level as well for his age that a lot of people don't have i'm not sure if a lot of people really watch the uh gold medal game or uh, the 17 under he pretty much single-handedly beat Team USA that yeah. game. and But the thing is, he comes from a bloodline. And I say bloodline with his father. His father played Canadian League. But his godfather, Steve Nash, you know what I'm saying? And so when you got a person like Steve Nash consistently in your life, you know what I'm saying, I think that he's probably, and I would assume, and, you know, I would assume that he's been able to teach R.J. Barrett a lot about thinking as far as, you know what I'm saying, Cerebral. about the game when he's on the court, when he's off the court, how to fill out teammates, things of that nature. So that's why I say R.J. Barrett okay. probably had the biggest impact next year, oh, well, the players of next year's draft. Juwan, who would you say? i say R.J. as well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> basically exactly what these guys say is, but a lot of things like that go unnoticed about prep players and stuff like that, R.J. Play, RJ Barrett has played like a professional schedule for the last – three, four years, you know, Canadian national team, so he travels during the summer, plays up for Mount, Mount Verde, so he played, that was the number one high school team. They oh, travel, Florida. Yeah, they, they travel around the country. It, like, he's used to it. Now he's at Duke, so he's used to the limelight, he's used to the big games, you know, and I feel like the transition over to the NBA won't be as large as it is because, like, even this summer, he played for the, the men's Canadian national team. Mm. Like, he practiced with them, so he, you practice against the Andrew Wiggins and players like that of the world. So I mm. think I, I think he'll have the biggest impact. And I think he'll be he'll have the easiest transition from college to NBA as well. Okay. <coughs> Even though he'll be someone's number one option. Okay. Shout out RJ Barrett. Um all right, and so another question from James as well. <clears throat> Keeping it on the on the college theme, he asked, What current college coach could become the next Brad Stevens for the NBA? So what what, what college coach right now y'all think would have the best success in the NBA, basically? I have two in mind, um, but I'm going to go with the – as far as keeping the Italian blood in the NBA, I'm going to go with Jay Wright out of I Villanova. Agree. I, I agree. Uh, Villanova. I agree. I feel like he has that temperament for NBA players. He's been around. He knows the X and O's, and, he, you know, he can relate to I players. Agree. I say Jay Wright straight to the 76ers. Six? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know where. You know I think what I'm Brett Brown, I'm, I'm, I'm if the Sixers is not a top three seed, I think this Brett Brown's last year. And I can see, yeah, I can see Jay Wright stepping right over. Because he doesn't have any other reason to stay. I mean, he has the chips. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he ha- he's gonna he's a Hall of Famer. And you he's know, not like Villanova, a basketball challenge? powerhouse either. Right. I didn't say it's at a blue blood school like the Dukes and North Carolina's and Kentucky's of the world. But it's Villanova. Like, you don't even got a gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, you can leave. That's why the Big E's about to implode eventually right. anyway. Yeah, get out of there. So you can leave. It's fine. We can get out of here. Anybody goes, Miss Jay Wright. 
Yeah, I think we kind of got a consensus on Jay Wright. Yeah. Okay. But my my next one though, here's one for y'all. I think Shaq is smart. Would be a really good NBA coach as well. He motivates. Yeah. He 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 make he holds you accountable for your actions, and he takes a lot of not so good teams. Yeah. And and they play hard. And that's who Shaq was going to be the second guy I was going to say. Um, that's crazy. Me too. Because of his you know his enthusiasm, him being able to coach anybody, and just like, I mean, I don't like, I mean, as far as Texas, they don't have a lot of talent this year, but I think that they're going to be competitive simply off of just their coaching, you know, so. Mm. Okay, all right. Pretty much consensus on that one. All right, appreciate it, James, for that question. All right, next question uh, from the fans out there. Uh, I'm gonna leave that that next question for last. That's yeah. a pretty good question. That's right why there. I have the laughing emoji. Next <laughs> yeah, I put the laughing emoji. We, we'll see. Uh, next question for my man Jordan from from Thornwood. Uh, my man, shout out Jordan. Uh, would the Rockets have won? This is a little throwback question. Would the Houston Rockets have won the NBA title in 1994 if his heirness, Michael Jordan, had retired hadn't retired? It's a good question. Not even what y'all think? I, I was, I would say no. They would have lost some folks because they went seven games with the Knicks and the Bulls got rid of them quickly yeah, yeah, the year before. Yeah, they would have. So I think that's the X factor. But I think my thing is a lot of people think that the Bulls didn't wasn't good with bigs. Like so. the Bulls had never really faced like a big like. So a Patrick Halajuwon. Ewan wasn't a big. Well, like Elijah you know what I'm saying? Like a. But Jordan would have still been the best player hey, on the court. Here's man. the thing. Okay. The they, Knicks at that time. We're nowhere as good as the Bulls. So, so you're saying the best player on the court determines who wins? No, I also was going to say they had the better team and the better coach. I don't think there would have been a – there's a big debate about that. I mean, like – I've heard that before, saying, like, well, you know, the, the Bulls didn't have, like, a, a true center to guard Olajuwon. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who, could, who mean, guards Olajuwon? All right, so if you – so Who would guard Olajuwon? That's so what I'm saying. So you had $100 right now – all I'm saying is, who will guard a larger one? To your name. Who will guard Michael Jordan? The three or four big men uh, that they throw bodies out there on the floor. That's who right, guards that's a larger one. Who, who would have guarded so a larger one would have been the 18 fouls that we could, you know what I'm No, truthfully, <laughs> yeah. truthfully. Okay. The 18 fouls that we could assess to throw out on the floor. Honestly. Honestly. Because there's nobody on there. On the team that would have been able to guard Elijah Juan, but from top to bottom, mm-hmm. the yeah, teams right. are just different, man. Like we were mm-hmm. so much better at every other position aside from center, the benches. Cool. Yeah, it's not even close. And, that, and the I thing, thing is, Elijah Juan was killing Patrick Ewing, so you didn't have to stop him. If he ate like he ate against yeah. the Knicks, and they still yeah. took him seven, seven games. And the Knicks don't have a That's the Michael Jordan seven type pick, games, a Scotty Pippen type player. You mm-hmm. don't have either one of those. Nor do they have Nor do they have the defenders. The next season, the Bulls. The Bulls still yeah, won. Yeah, Clyde. It was an old Clyde. That was a 40-year-old Clyde Drexler. <laughs> it wouldn't have been better. 40. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. They said it wouldn't even been close. All right. Well, shout out to Dream. Um, you, you didn't give us your answer. Don't try to. Right. Well, I mean, answer. at the end of the day, oh, I think the Bulls would have still won. I think it would have been. I think it would have been. What do you think it would have been a lot closer? A lot closer than like other. If you have to say, what do you think it would have been? How many games? Seven. Six? I think seven. I think seven, because it's like I think. Man, look, Elijah was really Mike good, man. Mike ain't going no seven games, bro. That first Rockets championship team to seven games. The Robert Ory rookie year Rockets. Kenny Smith was going to stick Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, man. The next year would have went six. 
first of all, let me tell you why I wouldn't win seven games. They would have just doubled Because, for one, the era of the series. The Bulls would have had to lose three games in a row or lose one at home. Not happening. Hmm. It was it was two three two yeah. one one so two, three, they would have either had to lose one at home or lose three games in a row. Mm. I don't see it happen. Well, I don't know. I guess that's one of the one hit. What hit? Bill Cartwright would have hit him with one of long ass elbows. <laughs> Bill Cartwright. <clears throat> uh, all right, so that's that. <clears throat> um, next question. Nick from my man Nick, uh, the good brother. What uh, what are the top five enforcers or goons in the NBA today, or do they I'm exist? Just, is listen, what I wanted to know. This is the toughest question we had because the NBA is completely soft, soft, right? Yeah. Charmin, like Charmin extra out, soft. Everybody works out together. Everyone's our IG friends. You know. You know. I, I, would, I would say at the top of the list right now, honestly, Stephen Adams, in my opinion. I feel like Stephen Adams don't like anybody. That's but a goon, though, he'll help, he'll help a player out. When I, when I think no, of goon, I'm thinking a like. Help a, he wouldn't help another player out. No, I don't think so either. And he's stepping in no matter what. He's stepping in the middle of everything. Listen, there's only two players that I think in the league exist as quote-unquote goon. And that's One being DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> no, I was going to say yeah. Draymond. Draymond. I mean, Draymond is up Draymond. there. Draymond got to be up there. I don't think he's a goon. Draymond, no, not no goon. Draymond. Draymond is a certified goon. How is he How not? Is he a goon? What does he do to make him a goon? Right. He's he's the force on the, the team. He's the heart of the team. He's the one that's always jaw jacking. You the heart of the team. He is that the heart of the, the team. He's the person you put out there. He's the one that goes out there and fouls on hard. That's not Draymond Green's Wait, mo. Hey, right, I put. Yeah, that's not, like, yeah, what that's about not, what, what about Pat Bev? Pat, Pat Bev a goon. Pat Bev is a goon. Okay, all right. Uh, I think James Johnson is an quote-unquote enforcer. James Johnson is an enforcer. (laughs) Nobody wanted with James Johnson. Nobody wants no smoke with James Johnson. He might have to put hands on somebody. Is Quincy still in the NBA? Quincy AC. I think he is. He on the the Nets. I thought last last year he was on the Nets. He shoot threes now. I think he he changed his game. Is Kendrick Perkins in the league? Kendrick Kendrick Dunn, man. Montrez Montrez Hurl. He just – Hey, I tell you, a low key goon, Rajon Rondo. Rondo, Rondo, Rondo. Hey, Rondo, Rondo got a nice Rondo. left hook. Yeah, I know Rondo that. Goon. Shit, Brandon Ingram now. He's <laughs> snuffing <snuffle. laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh man. Oh, snuffleupagus. Oh man. Um. So yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if goons still exist, man. I, I hope they do, but uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a different game now. It's a different era. It's a different game. So, yeah, it's, it's not many goons uh, left in the NBA. I think we, we established that. 2018, new era, new year. Uh, Juwan, you had a question? Yeah, speaking of goons, Joel would be a goon to you, right? He had Twitter, he IG goon? Time out. I'm asking. I nev- I've never I'm said asking. no. I'm asking. I'm telling that's you. All. Okay, that's it. Why are you getting so defensive? I'm asking you a question. To... I asked I you got, a I question. I got to move the mic to, the, to my mouth. All I did was ask you a question. You're trying to talk over me, Juwan. That's why. You always talk over people. I, I, all right, so Can my next question, uh, Can I this one came in. <laughs> talk to me that much. <laughs> next question came in from uh, Royal Rice here. With the recent resurgence of uh, MVP Derrick Rose, okay. is Jeff Teague's job in jeopardy? I mm. say no. I say that Derrick Rose, he's playing phenomenal right now. But you want to save his knees. After all those injuries, you don't want to get him – Give him those heavy minutes, so I think his Tibbs job is safe with T. Tibbs gonna have him playing forty minutes again. And, and like, and 
Teague is the better facilitator overall. You know, so Cat needs his touches. Wiggins needs his touches. You know. Hey, D Rose played 37 minutes last game. 35 minutes the game before that. Minutes going up. And Tibbs ain't gonna stop him. Tibbs like, uh-oh. Hey, if those those knees are good, we're gonna just play them. Yeah, you see the history of that. Hey, hey, Derek, get in the game. Um, so yeah, I I, I rock with D Rose. I, I like seeing that. You know, score 50, real emotional. That was you know, that was a great thing. Everybody acted like <laughs> acted like there was something wrong with him. You were right, talking exactly. guy about all the shout out to you guys. Shout out D-Rose, man. Yeah, like, Can't never keep a good dude down, They started man. a GoFundMe page for the nigga and everything. Like, damn, this nigga lie. I remember. I mean, he's, still, he's still on trial for that. Oh, man. Well, civil suit. Civil suit. All right, so that was that question. So, Jawan, can I ask my Spurs question now or no? We ain't got no other questions. Yeah, oh, no, we got I another actually, question. We got another question. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I actually just had one come through. Um. From my boy Jeremy, shout out Jeremy. Yes, sir. Who got a who has a bigger upside, Wendell Carter or Laurie Marketing? Ooh, Minifee wanna. Hey, let's go to Minifee, and we're gonna go to uh, our correspondent, uh, Jonathan Minifee, on this question. Uh, Minifee, um, what you think? I am going to have to say Wendell Carter Jr. I knew it. I knew you would. Um, giving his skill set, uh, he's a better defensive player uh not just uh rim protector but he's a he's a good on and off ball d- defender he does need to put on a little weight but overall, i mean he's he not small already yeah but overall um yeah he's just a better he's a better athlete than marketing yo um speaking of that who was that nicola jokic that was like uh, Nikola, got fined twenty five thousand dollars for saying like no, no homo. homo. Yeah. Hey, no he homo. He's long. <laughs> Talking about Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it was funny. He like looked over to a teammate to make sure you heard him saying like, no homo. Hey, he jo- like, have y'all ever heard Jokey's interviews though? Like this dude is one of the realest dudes in the about NBA. Interviews right now. So Jokey. <laughs> I was saying like his interview other right interviews. <laughs> I mean, and nothing against marketing. Marketing, right. I feel his offensive game is is. Is very good. Um, is, Dirk. Is, he, is he baby Porzingis? Baby Dirk. No, he kinda, yeah, he reminds me of Dirk. Not Porzingis. Porzingis, like, I don't know. He's a little different. Like, he, he, he reminds me of Dirk, but yeah. Wendell has more of a Tim Duncan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I got to watch this guy. Type Hold of on. skill set. Like, his motor, he kind of reminds me of Tim Duncan. How? I, I also his, think that his mannerisms, the... how he goes about the game, he's very fundamental. He's really smart, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very smart. I see them assists he be getting over there too. Like he's gonna be a really good player. I can see that. I I would say marketing is gonna have a bigger upside only because I feel like Wendell Carter is comfortable with being like the ten, ten, and two. Yeah, he like I feel like he's comfortable. He's gonna do the things that team the team needs. Him yeah, to that's do. that's what I want to know, Memphis. Like how was how was Wendell Carter's I'm offense? <laughs> no, I was, I was just a piggyback, Juwan. I didn't mean to interrupt. Just a piggyback, and then you can go. Like, how does his offense go? You know what I'm saying? Like, his upside as far as offensively. Because marketing, we know our marketing is a dead-eye shooter. Offensively, like I say, I just feel he's very polished. Like, he can hit the three ball. He has nice post moves. He can Like, he has nice mid-range. He's just a very all-around polished player. I, like, I do agree with Juwan once he said, talked about, like, he's okay with being the second option. Because mm-hmm. that's what I picked up on as well. Okay. Like he, 
But, and you know, like, it's still early in his career, and maybe he's still trying to figure the game out. But I did notice that about him. Like, he, he, he's been very passive. But, like, these past six or seven games, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he, he's been nice. Mm. He's been nice. He's, he's turned it on. And so, I think he's propelled himself into rookie of the year conversations at yeah. this point. Yeah, I, mm. I, 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 you could blame Bagley for that. I feel like Bagley put him in that position to be okay with being the second option, doing the things that the team needs him to do. Because, like, coming out of high school, like, Wendell Carter was a scorer. Like, he was a pure bucket getter. He could step out. He can get – but at Duke, I just feel like he became, like, a defensive anchor. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is a good thing for him. But I feel like he became way too passive yeah. once he got to Duke. And – but I mean, at least he didn't like fall behind. Him. I mean, but he adapted to he adapted to the situation. But everything that you're saying, like that, it that's a telltale. Like if you look at his numbers, like the first five, like the first four or five games, like he his offensive game wasn't there, but he was still blocking two mm-hmm. or three shots a game and getting seven or eight rebounds. Sorry, but now the offensive yeah. game is coming along, and now he's putting it too. all together. Okay, so real quick about Wendell Carter, my question is. How is his like shooting? Like how how okay. is he going to get his points? Let me answer that. As far as his shooting, he said he was so Tim Duncan esque. If ahead. you watch, if you watched him in college, I think I think the reason he's saying Tim Duncan esque for one, he can hit the three. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a back to the basket and Tim game. Duncan has never he has a square up. He has a square up game. Has he done it so far? The thing so, is, yeah. the thing is, this is his rookie season, so you know it's definitely going to have to improve. But I think the most important thing is. Yes, his game translates to the NBA. NBA and he's, mm-hmm. and like he plays I mean, defense. His body, I his, think he his, his, body his offensive game translates to the NBA. His defensive, his defense is already NBA ready. Nobody like, plays defense in the there. NBA. Like he plays and his yeah, defense, defense is there. First, like, second team defensive player. Yeah, his That's offensive sad. game does, play does translate anymore. to the NBA, and it will. Mm, okay. All right. Next question. I did, I did get a couple more. So, and I'm – this last one though so but the first mm-hmm. one okay the first one that we could just answer this really quickly first time listener so he didn't really know shout out my boy k do the lakers make the playoffs man. we all we we all think yeah. the lakers make the playoffs so um but the second part of his question was is anyone especially knicks fans should they be worried about Kristaps porzingis is he going to play this year I don't think he he's on all. some. He's I on some fantasy play. squads now. Hold on, especially if I want to tank. If I'm the Knicks, I'm not. Yeah, and I mean, well, the problem with that is that the Knicks have, they didn't offer him his rookie extension yet. Like they failed to offer him, so he's technically a free agent, free agent. at the end of this year. This so they got to do everything in their power to make him comfortable with coming back to this organization. And you know they already have Rocky. It was on the Rocky Road with them yep. last year. True. So I mean. He skipped the exit interview. Yeah, and then mm. phoned it in from Latvia, whoever he's from. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I feel if a team really pursues marketing, I mean marketing, I, Porzingis, I, I feel like they have an opportunity. Because I don't feel like the Knicks are going to get that, like, incumbent discount or incumbent, like, you get first rights to me, I'll talk to you first type of deal. I think you can open this up to any and everybody. Okay. And, so and on the same token, Porzingis don't own New York City. No, 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 not at all. Hell no. no. Like they booed that man draft night. Like right. they ain't yeah. show him no love. Right. So I'm gonna actually throw in the second part to my man's second part of his question. 
if Porzingis does, you know what I'm saying, test the waters and does go elsewhere, does that affect New York as far as attracting a big-time free agent this summer? And Oof. are they completely just – Back to square one. As a, right. No, no, I'll, no, I'll watch I back say, to square one for the no, next I would three, say, four years. I would say no because I think that they could be on, on, on the, in the running for um, uh, Boston, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Jimmy no. Butler. Well, Kyrie, Kyrie already said that he's no. going to resign. No. Yeah. No. Is it, no. Is it set if, in stone? If Porzingis I mean, leaves. It's not, but I mean, a lot of people try to stick with their word these days in the NBA because they don't want to be yeah. like other players. So If you know, Porzingis like other players, leaves. The Knicks not making the playoffs for the next decade. Yeah, bro. The, the Knicks are done. And I agree. No superstars going there. Because I agree 100. Like, they're not taking care of their superstars. So like, I agree 100. They need to re-sign Porzingis, and they need to, but not bring him back this year. Mm-hmm. Get this first round pick. You know what I'm saying? Try to get Barrett, somebody like that, to fill in at the point guard position, and that'd be nice. But this but, always on Porzingis coming back. Do they have a draft pick this year? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, okay. So that's second question. What? Go ahead. And with us all being, you know, growing up listening to Jay Z, growing up in that era, seeing his business moves and the way that they seem to flourish. Mm-hmm. My man Jerome, shout out to Jerome. He also just had newborn twins. Shout out. Yes, his sir. question is, how long will it take Puma? to be taken seriously as a basketball shoe? That's a good question. Because when I see cats wearing Pumas, it looks weird still. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, he's like, what? But have, you see, but, but have you seen the model of that shoe? If you take that Puma stripe off and put a Nike sign on it, it's the, it's the, it's the newest KD. Yeah, yeah I know. Same sole to me, you know what I'm saying, same shape. I, I think don't know it'll what take they're f- it after. Yeah, I think it'll take a few years. Uh, I, a couple they years. Need, I think they're in the they right need direction. They get more, like, you know, like shooting guard type athletes. Like they got too many big men. I See, feel. I feel. I feel like what they what they went all in on is the next wave. They're gonna. They I know. Agree. They know they're not gonna catch this LeBron wave. Right. The, you know what I'm saying? But if you look who they target, they targeting all rookies, mm-hmm. all players. Like Demarcus Cousins. But they like all the, bigs though. Yeah, but bigs we don't know what's coming. Sh- we don't know what's. Don't, but it's, it's the same. Shoes. But it's the same shoe, Shaxton no matter. Well. Yeah, no. What I'm saying, it's not like they got a come signature on, shoe. It's, come on, come on, man. No, what I'm saying, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but it's not like the Dwight Howard where he had his own like high top bulky shoe. It's the same hey, style of shoe Bro, for all up. the players. That new scary Terry come out. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know, bro. only problem is that the problem that they're running to right now too. is with the NBA allowing every colorway of every shoe. No. Puma only go. has one design. That's Puma their problem. Agree. Who is Booker with? Nike. Yeah. See, but he gonna be up. He gonna be up soon. See, Puma need to get somebody like Booker. Yeah. I'm gonna be realistic. A scorer. A I think player. that. I think that you know, for one, I think that eventually. They'll be in the. They'll be taken seriously as a basketball shoe. It's just that you know, Puma didn't allow Jay Z to. You know what I'm saying? Do what he's doing, and I. I just think like how you feel about Kanye. I think I. I think there's another agenda with this. I think it's bigger. <laughs> it's bigger. You know what I'm saying? I think I. I think what they're going after, as far as a brand, is gonna is is eventually gonna be bigger than basketball or the or just the shoe itself when it comes to basketball. You know what's crazy? I will say this. I don't know if y'all know this. You know how Jay-Z got the paper plane? It's right. like the yeah. 
they got their it's called planes. They got their clothing line. Clothing line, yeah. And I I do think Puma's gonna get fully behind that. Okay. And that's what it's eventually gonna be. They and they just using the basketball shoe just for the just so you can see it type of deal. Like they don't give a, they don't really care, like if you buy the shoe as long as you're seeing it, it's gonna make you want to buy other things Puma related. But I don't think any any shoe is gonna be taken seriously until a college program has your equipment. I can see that. Hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, hey, I appreciate we appreciate all the questions, y'all, man. Shout out fan love, man. Everybody who listening, uh, everybody who submitted a question. Any more questions we want to ask before we get out of here? No, none, <laughs> no more. Let's go. None. Okay. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Numbers Lighter Podcast. Thank you, Cole G. Did you see that? You're supposed to move and let Steph come over next. Numbers time. Lighter Podcast. We'll see y'all next time, man. For 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 everybody. King Tweed, unless you, Juwan, you want to say say goodbye to everyone? Yeah, it's not like for everybody's King Tweed and the other fellas. Uh, <laughs> no, we, Juwan we, wants we, to say goodbye, man. everybody. Yeah, we out, you know, peace mm-hmm. in the Middle East. Get my tweet on. <laughs> yeah, the rain in Spain. It's the next week. Rain yeah, in see Spain. Y'all next week, man.